Okay, I am in Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. This was already good. It's off. Well, it's not off. Is this plugged in? Mm -hmm. Why went out? It went out. It went okay, let's see. Okay, ready? Ready? Bless you all. <clears throat> God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Everybody, tag a body. I see you coming on. Michael, thank you so much. Thank you. Broken greatness. I see you coming on as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Thank you. Abdul, I see you, son. Regina, God bless you, daughter. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Abdul, I see you, son. Amen. Thank you so very, very much. Lady Z, congratulations on your graduation. Amen. Pastor, I see you, sir. Thank you so very, very much. Thank you. I see you, Co-Pastor Barbara. Thank you. Amen. Quick chasing. Tim, I see you. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. We have to change the Wi-Fi on that one. Thank you so much. I see you having some difficulties on Facebook, but stay with me. We'll be there shortly. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God bless you. Everybody tag a body, Amen. get somebody to come on with you. Amen. God bless you, I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. I can put all the other stuff in there later, just get it up. Thank you. My daughter Karen, God bless you. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you, got your niece over here helping me out. My son, Philip, God bless you, sir. Enjoy talking with the other night. Thank you, all of you that are coming on. Thank you so much. Amen. Thank you so much. Now we're back with Facebook. We got you. I see you, my big old angel. I see you, Lane Jameson, Kim Thickpin. Amen. Thank you so very much. Okay. I think that's a fourth grader. I can't say your name on there because of how you've got it written, but thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Lacey, Raymond, I see you. Amen. Stay on with me, Facebook. It keeps going in and out. Thank you so much. Good evening. Good evening. My sister, Karen, God bless you. God bless you. You say there's no audio. Not quite sure why that is. All right. Can you hear me now on Facebook? Can you hear me? Let me know if you can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me. 
can't hear me yet? Okay. What I'm going to do, nope, okay. Well, I'm getting ready to switch phones in just a second. So you all stay on with me, stay on with me. Those of you that are watching by way of Zoom, those of you that are watching by way of Instagram, thank you so much for your patience. I'm gonna be on, I've got the message that you can't hear me. I'm getting ready to change phones right now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sorry about my hands. Thank you. Is that the page two? Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see all of y'all coming back on with me. Thank you. We had to switch it up, but um, we're thankful to God that we are able to go on. There's always something when you're trying to do what you have to do. There's always something. We're grateful. Sorry about that, you guys. Having everything. I know it's going to be a great night tonight. For all of this, it's got to be a great night tonight. God bless you. Kui, I see you coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Facebook is up. Thank you so much. Look, right where you are, just begin to give the Lord praise. Bless him right where you are. Father, we bless you. We magnify you. We give you great glory. We give you great honor. We give you praise. There's no one like you. You are glorious in holiness. You are fearful in praise as you do miracles. And once again, we're grateful for another midweek motivation time. But more than that, we're excited about the privilege, the opportunity to come and partake of your body and your blood. Thank you for every person that's coming on. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus for everyone who has any sickness, any diseases, any ailments, anything they're dealing with in their physical body, by virtue of this meal that we're going to be taking tonight, every ailment is eradicated. Every sickness subsides. Everything that they've been dealing with now comes to an end. I decree a cessation, an end to everything that they've been dealing with and that they will walk in health, they will walk in complete healing and their very going to the doctor will be a shock to the doctor by virtue of what we do tonight. I pray if there's anyone that's unsaved, unchurched, backslidden, wayward, uncommitted, undecided for you, let this be the night that becomes their turning point do it for your glory. Do it for your honor. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen, amen. and amen. God bless every one of you. God bless you. Hello, hello, hello. I see you. Co-Pastor Marion Gray is speaking to you as ah, well. Hello. God bless you. My daughter, Kim Curtis, thank you so much. Amen. It was good having you on, Kim, with us the past couple of nights as we were fasting and praying. And um, all of you that were on with us while we were fasting and praying on Monday and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And um, for those who have been doing this mini fast with me, M-I-N-I -I fast with me. And it concludes tonight at midnight. God bless you. Amen. I've been praying for you. And I'm expecting that even before this week ends, yeah. there's going to be mighty testimonies coming from your house. Amen. And that's what I was praying. That's what I was on my face before God for last night. And that's what I'm believing for you. So if there's a little scraggly sound in my voice, it's because I haven't had any sleep. <laughs> we're coming to you now. And we're thankful for what God is going to do. I want to, I want to tell you, those of you that are coming on and are expecting me to go with just the regular teaching as I have done um, when we've been dealing with Naaman and going through process, I'm switching up a little bit for tonight. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to specifically deal with this concept of our communion celebration. And so tonight I'm going to come off of the regular teaching of process that I have been doing right. and we'll pick that back up again on Sunday Amen. at 10 o'clock. But I want you tonight to look at Exodus chapter number 12, verse 13. Exodus chapter number 12, Verse 13, I'm glad to have around me tonight, not just co-pastor, she's always here with me, but your niece is around here. 
helping me to get some new things started. And I thank God so much for her Amen. and for her help because I would have just been bugging out when everything started cutting off, but she's been making it happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. We thank God so much for her. Exodus chapter number 12, verse 13. While I'm getting ready to read it, please make sure that you have some crackers or a piece of bread or a pinch of a donut or, you know, and then have your juice or some water or a sip of coffee or whatever it is that you've got around there that you can use tonight as your communion elements. I've got mine here with me. Copasta has her, Janice Amen. has hers. One of my daughters was, she works for Amtrak and she was watching me um, while she was on her job. And that night she said, um, dad, I've got a piece of, of a pretzel. She said, I've got a piece of pretzel with me. And so she made the pretzel work with what she had on the train while she was doing her job and listening to me. I told her, don't get fired, don't get fired. But um, we are looking at Exodus chapter number 12. Thank you so much, precious singing songbird, Vanessa Williams for coming on. Thank you so Amen. very, very much. Amen. Archbishop Anthony Jones, thank you, man. God bless you, God bless you. Exodus chapter 12, verse 13, it reads this way. And I was going to read all of this text, but I think I'll just read this one verse and then talk about the context that surrounds this text. All right, all right. Exodus chapter number 12, verse 13, it reads, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. So powerful right there, uh -huh. because all of us are kind of like locked down. We're in our homes. We're not able to get um, completely back to our places of fellowship and all. So we're in our homes right now. So it says, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. Mm -hmm. And when I see the blood, mm -hmm. I will pass over you. Here uh -huh. it is. And the plague. I know they're telling right. everybody about, you know, Corona and all of that stuff. But here's what it says. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. There's so many symbolic things and connecting things that are in this text. Right. I want to read it once again. You may have a different translation. It may sound a little different, but it says, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. And for just a few moments tonight, um, I wanna talk to you um, from this concept of after that. Okay. That's it, just two words, after that. Okay. After that, after that, just come on, somebody put that on the screen because somebody may come and see this later. Just put on the screen after that, after, after that, that. Say, right. say that right where you are. Just say after that, after you know, that. I know I'm going through this, but there's going to be something that happens after that. You know, you've got to, you've got to believe beyond where you are and believe for where you are going. Mm -hmm. Now, this is our communion celebration night, and I've always stated, and I'll state it again, that if you want to get Bible results, you have to do things the Bible way. Right. And some of the things that I've shared on some of our previous communion celebration nights was this, that nowhere in the Bible does it refer to this particular meal as the Lord's breakfast mm -hmm. or the Lord's brunch it's not referred to as the Lord's afternoon meal. It's called the Lord's Supper. Mm -hmm. Now, if any of you all were brought up down the country like I was, and like my wife was down in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I was in Louisa County, Virginia, mm -hmm. um, supper was kind of the fourth meal of the day. Exactly. Once you moved up north a little bit and got here into the city, then you didn't have supper, you just had dinner. Exactly. Supper was the fourth meal. You had breakfast, you had lunch, you had dinner, then you had supper. Mm -hmm. The reason why there were four meals in the course of the day was because our day started at 6 a.m. Yeah, exactly. You had to be up before 6 a.m. in order to go and get the eggs from the chickens because if you waited too long after the chickens laid the eggs, there were black snakes that would come and wrap themselves around the eggs and then you could not gather the eggs. 
You had to slap the hogs early in the day. You had to get everything started so that you could go out, as I did with my grandfather, Deacon Walker Francis Lewis, to go and haul trash because we picked up trash for those that were in the area of Louisa County. Mm -hmm. So our day would get started by about seven, but we would be up early so that there would be breakfast at six. Then there would be lunch somewhere around 11 o'clock. Dinner took place somewhere around four, but supper took place after seven, anywhere between seven and eight o'clock, because by the time eight o'clock came, we had to take our bath, not in the house, but outside of the house with a big bucket sitting on the cement well made, um, you know, with concrete. And we were in there. My grandmother had homemade soap and we bathed with homemade soap outside because going to the bathroom in the house or taking a bath in the house mm. was only for guests. It mm -hmm. was not for us. Right. I see you, Pastor Chris Pond. Love you, man. Amen. So supper was the last meal that would always be once the sun went down. So when you talk about having the Lord's supper, the Lord's supper cannot be tagged on after the morning service at 830. The Lord's Supper cannot be tagged on after the afternoon service that ends at one. The Lord's Supper cannot be the throwback that you come to by about three o'clock in the afternoon. The Lord's Supper has to be a meal that takes place in the evening after the sun goes down. As a matter of fact, it was in the books of in the book of Exodus, chapter number 12, that I just read in your hearing. Exodus chapter number 12. It says it was at midnight when the death angel came by. That's a nighttime meal. It also tells us that Paul says that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, blessed it, and broke it. It was even Jesus himself who said, and when supper was ended, he then took the bread and took the cup. It is an evening meal, and my father in the Lord, E.A. Adeboye, the general overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God based in Lagos, Nigeria, says this. He says, if you want to get Bible results, do things the Bible way. Exactly. And so I'm repeating that because I want you to know why we're doing this communion now as opposed to doing it on a Sunday morning after my morning teaching at 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. Because if it is a supper, it's got to be done at supper time. You know, the so-called church has gotten so lax because it just does whatever it wants to do and then try to make it fit into the Bible instead of doing it the Bible way and then letting everything else fall in line with it. So in this, in this passage of scripture that I read in your hearing, Exodus chapter number 12, verse 13, um, when I was reading this, some things jumped up to me. Here's what jumped up to me, first of all. Uh -huh. Have you ever considered that the last meal mm -hmm. that the Lord Jesus Christ ate before beginning the final stage of his life, leading to the fulfillment of his destiny, that that meal that he ate, the last one that he ate, is the one that we're getting ready to celebrate right now. Amen. That's an amazing thing. That's an amazing thing. So there must be some significance to that meal that he ate and the one we are about to partake of. There is a connection that if after he ate this meal, he went on to fulfill his destiny, mm -hmm. then for you and I, when we partake of this meal, mm -hmm. we are now going on to fulfill destiny. Amen. I am convinced by what the Lord shared with me while I was in prayer, because he asked me to lift some things and to prophesy some things okay. to those who would be tuning in tonight. I don't know all who are tuning in. I don't know who you've got in your house with you while I'm teaching this, but I need you to pull as many people around you as you can. Mm -hmm because you're going to see some very powerful things once we start getting into this text. If you have time, would you please look at 
uh, Matthew chapter number 26, Matthew chapter number 26. And for those of you who aren't looking at it, I'll just read it for you. Matthew chapter number 26, beginning at verse number 26, Matthew 26, beginning at verse number 26. Let me read verses 26 through 30. Okay. Here's what it reads. Matthew 26, beginning at verse number 26, it says, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And then he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant. And a covenant is a contract. It is a testament, mm -hmm. a new covenant, which is shared for many for the remission. That means the eradicating, the wiping away of sins. Verse 29, but I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now on yes. until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. Look at verse number 30. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Now, why did I give you that? Because Jesus says this meal is so significant until it should not be something that you just take casually, that you just look at it as, well, if I take it, I take it. If I don't, I don't. He says, this is such a powerful meal for me until he said, I'm not even going to drink or eat this meal again until we can all do it together. All right. He says, this meal carries weight. It carries significance. So significant was this moment until he says, please don't miss it. I'm not going to drink of the vine from now on. I'm not going to do it again until you are where I am and we can do this again together. Amen. Why did I want to emphasize that? Because here's the first thing the Lord gave me prophetically okay. to give to someone that's listening to this. He said, for someone that is listening to me right now, this meal that you are about to take signals a point of no return. Amen. I said, it signals a point of no return. Pastor Jeffrey, good to see you on here, man. Literally, Jesus said, once I take this meal, I'm out of here. I'm not coming back to this place. And I won't eat it again until we can all do it together. Uh -huh. See, I want to tell somebody that if this is a meal that signifies a point of no return, uh -huh. then that means this. He said for me to tell maybe two or three people that are listening to me, it might just be me, my wife, and my daughter. But he says there are some other individuals that have made up in their mind that after this meal tonight, they'll never go back to the same level they were on again. Amen. That means that whatever you are leaving behind by virtue of this meal, you'll never go back to it again. That's why we're fasting. We laid off some stuff. We put some things aside. Why? Because we decided that we don't want to just come out of a pandemic, out of a plague. We want to go on to something that God has for us. That's why that passage of scripture said in Exodus chapter number 12 that I read in your hearing, verse number 13, it said that once again, it says it's going to happen for you. I'm going to strike some things, but the plague will have no impact on you. So I'm saying it once again for someone here tonight. I want you to tie your faith into this meal because what you are going to say by your actions tonight is that I'm at the point of no return. Amen. I can't go back to the old way. I've Amen. already made up in my mind. Yes. As we say in Nigeria, we say onward ever, yes. backwards yes. never. Yes. So somebody is going to say that with me, say onward yes. ever, backwards, backwards never. never. And I decree that that's going to be your testimony in Jesus' mighty Amen. name. If you're in agreement, shout amen to that. Amen. So many people come, Janice, and they, they come to this table and they they come to it kind of casually. They don't see a need of taking the bread or taking the cup. And, and the reason why they do that is because they don't understand the impact and the impartations uh -huh. and the implications that come when you take this moment seriously. Right, right. The impact, 
the impartations and the implications that are really surrounding this moment that we are in right now. Mm -hmm. There are several things that the scripture lists and lifts, but I can't cover them all. Let me just lift a few of them and I'll speak a prophetic word as the Lord gave it to me. And I'm gonna tell you some things that you need to pray off of each one of the points that I give you. Let's look at it, let's look okay. at it, let's look at it. It says in Exodus chapter number 12, Exodus chapter number 12, verse number two, verse number two, here's what it says. It says, this month, shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Well, listen, we're in a new month right now. We're just stepping into the month of November. November. Yes. So I, I, in Nigeria, we do this and I say this to my wife and to my daughter and I say it to the people of our ministry because they understand. When we come into a new month, we always say, happy new month. That's it. Yeah. But see, this passage of scripture says, this month shall be your beginning of months. Then it says, it shall be the first month of the year mm. to you. So this is not just happy new month. This is happy new year. Yeah. It's, it's a brand new year for you. That I want you to understand, when he says, this month shall be the beginning of months to you, shall be your beginning, as it says in Exodus 12, verse two, shall be your beginning. Do you know what that means? That means that, that, that nothing can begin, hear this, unless something ends. Amen. Nothing can begin yeah. unless something ends. Right, right. And so if he is saying that this month is going to be the beginning of months to you, then it means that you've got to stop putting so much emphasis on how rough things were the previous months. That's right, that's right. In other words, it took all of what was happening in those months, get ready for this, for you to get to a point where you would say, I want something new. It took everything that happened in March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, to by the time you got to November, you said, I want something new. Now, listen, if you want something new, as you've heard me say previous times, you cannot keep on saying, I just want to go back to normal. I just want to go back to the way it is. I want to go back to what I used to be. No, you've got to be at a point of no return yeah. where you are saying, I don't know what lies ahead, but what I do know is I can't go back to what I just got out of. Amen. I cannot go backwards. I've got to go forward. Nothing can begin unless something ends. Hence, this meal signals a transition. Did I tell you all that? No. This meal signals, number one, a transition. Come on, say that with me. Say it's a transition. It's a transition. It's a transition. To say that this month shall be the beginning uh. of months to you, you are now saying that this signals a transition. Uh. There is a shift Yes. that is taking place yes. in my life. There is a shift that's taking place in my mindset. There is a shift that's taking place in my household. How can I say that? Stay with me. Let me see if I can help you. I know that it's going to happen because look at what it says in that passage of scripture, Exodus 12, verse two. It says, this month shall be your beginning of months. Uh -huh. It shall be the first month of the year to you. See, there's got to be a concept when you are looking to make a change or to shift where you start saying, are you ready for this? It doesn't matter if nobody else changes. Right. I'm changing. What, 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 one of the songs by um, one of our sheroes and co-pastor and I just kind of, you know, loved watching her a few nights ago. And, um, and that's Jennifer Holiday oh, and Janice yeah. danced to this song a few years ago. Right. And the song said, look at me, yes. look at me, I am changing. Yes. And you've got to change in your mind and your mental before you change in your environmental. Yes. Did you hear what I just now said? You've got to change in your mental 
before you change in your environmental. Nothing's going to happen differently in your environment until something happens differently in the way you think. I've got to change the way I think. Come on. That's why the Bible tells us in Romans chapter number 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, Romans 12, verse 1 and 2, that you present your body a living sacrifice. How? Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. It's not unreasonable to ask you to live holy. It's not unreasonable to ask you to give God service, which is your reasonable service. Wait a minute. Watch what the next verse says. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed, how? By the renewing of my mind so that I can prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So nothing's going to change in my environment or environmentally for me until something happens mentally for me. And the moment I start thinking different, I need somebody to give me some hearts or some thumbs. The moment I start thinking different, the moment I think differently about myself, about everything that's happening with me, you know what? Everything around me starts changing. Oh, I wish I had time to really open this thing up. Um, If you look at Romans chapter 8 verse 19 Romans chapter 8 verse 19 we know what Romans chapter 8 verse 18 says we love that one it says for I reckon Ah. that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us that's Romans chapter 8 verse 18 but then Romans chapter 8 verse 19 says something powerful it says watch this it says for the earnest expectation Ah. of the creation eagerly waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. That means that when the real you finally shows up, your environment will start shifting. Because remember, if you go back to Genesis chapter number three, Genesis chapter number three, and you start seeing all of the curses that are being leveled because of Adam and Eve's disobedience. When you look at verses 13 all the way down, you'll see that prior to Adam and Eve being disobedient, the environment agreed with them. There were no thorns. There were no thistles. The animals didn't eat each other. Nobody was angry with each other. It was only when man changed his mind and decided to listen to the serpent instead of listening to the will and word of God that his environment changed. But when you get um, transformed and renewed in your mind and you think differently and you move differently, then your environment will look differently. If you're negative, then every job you go on is going to look like everything around here is negative. If you're nasty, then every place you go is going to look like things are nasty. But the moment that you change, you'll stop attracting certain people. Come on. The moment that you change, you'll stop inviting certain people in your life and then being mad that they're there. Oh, Uh I'm messing with you now. Uh When you change, when your outlook changes, when your perspective changes, then your environment is going to change as well. So this meal signals a transition. Did I tell them that? It signals a transition. And the transition, number one, it is personal. I told you that. He says that it's going to happen, that he's going to do it when you are in your house. It is the beginning of months for you. The transition, number one, is personal. But number two, get ready. I don't know if y'all are ready for this. This is underneath the same concept of transition. It's not only personal, but it is also a reset of your calendar. Watch what the text says. It says, this month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Mm -hmm. By virtue of this meal that we're going to take tonight, your calendar gets reset. It is no longer you are in November of 2020, a pandemic plagued year. It means that I can decree and declare a happy new year 
here based on what I am willing to do in the changing of my mind and the partaking of this meal. That's why I told you to pull all your family in. That's why I told you to get everybody around you because you don't have to keep on saying, I'm going to cancel 2020. Can I tell you all something? That the rest of 2020 is still going to run. And here's what I want to tell you. The only way 2020 can be canceled for you is if you die right now. So since you don't want to die right now, don't cancel 2020. Change your mind about how you're going to end it. Change your mind about where you want to go from here. Change your mind about what you're going to do after that. Change your mind. Change your mind. Change your mind. It's the after that that you're going to have to deal with. It's the after that that you're going to have to look at. So I decree over your lives right now. I prophesy to someone that's listening to me right now, by virtue of this meal, your calendar restarts tonight. Amen. I said your calendar restarts tonight. Amen. If you believe it, shout an amen to that. Amen. My longtime friend and brother, Winston Cheney, thank you for coming on, man. Listen, this meal is going to reset your calendar. How can I be so certain that it's going to do that? Because the Bible says something in Psalm 31, verse 15. Psalm 31, verse 15. It says this. It says, my times are in your hands. In other words, it's making reference to God saying that my times Uh are in God's hand. How can I believe that my calendar is going to be reset? Did I just now tell you that according to Psalm 31, 15, your times are in his hands? Yes. Well, here's how I know your calendar can be reset. Because Daniel chapter number two, verse 21, Daniel chapter number two, verse 21 says this. He says that we have a God, get ready, who changes times and seasons. So if my times are in his hands, I've got a God who can change the times and the seasons that I have right now. I know you think you've missed some time and that you've missed several months, six or seven months this year. But if your times And it says, not your T-I-M-E, but your T-I-M-E-S. That means that even though you have had a time, you are going to have another time. You're going to have another time. It's going to happen for you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You will have other times. This is not the end of your story. It's not the end of your times. You will have other times. Times. Come on. Somebody just say, I'm going to have another time. I'm going to have another time. I'm going to have another time. So I'm telling you that this meal signals a transition. That's number one. All that other stuff was under number one. Here's the number two thing I want to share. I'm a little crooked right here. I got excited and the thing twisted. Here's the number two thing I want to tell you about this meal. Um, This meal impacts not only you, but it impacts those tied into you. I'll say it again. This meal impacts not only you, but it impacts those tied into you. Oh, my. Look at what it says in um, Exodus chapter number 12, verses 3 and 4. Exodus 12, verse 3 and 4. It says, speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, on the 10th of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb according to, watch this, the house of his father, that means your ancestors, a lamb for a household. Wait a minute. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons, according to each man's need, and you shall make your count for the lamb. In other words, when you take this meal tonight, it is not just a meal that impacts you, but it's a meal that impacts everybody tied into you. And that's a good thing because, see, the Bible says in Luke chapter number 10, verse 27, Luke 10, verse 27, that we not only love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength, but we love our neighbor as ourselves. The text just now said in verses number three and four, if when you're taking the meal, your house is too small, it says pull your neighbors in. Pull your associates in. Why am I saying that to you? Because right now, when we get ready to take this meal, some of you have friends that are not saved. 
You've got family members that are not saved. You've got associates that you love that don't know nothing about Jesus. I'm telling you that by virtue of you taking this meal tonight, you're going to be doing it to cover your family members. You're going to be doing it to cover your friends. You're going to be doing it to cover a good coworker who is good, but just don't know Jesus. Right. You're taking this meal with people that are tied into you in mind. Come on, right where you are. You need to start calling out the names of people that you care about and the names of the people that are tied into your family bloodline. I know my name is Sturdivant, but I've got other family names tied into my bloodline. I've got the Kellys tied into my bloodline. Yeah. I've got the Delfts tied into my bloodline. I've got the Wilkins tied into my bloodlines. I've got, I've got the Lewises tied into my bloodline. You want to just call out the names of other people who may not even know nothing about communion so that when you take this bread and this cup, it's going to cover them as well. Amen. Now, did I tell you that this meal is going to signal a sign of transition? Did I say yes, that? Yes. Did I say that this meal impacts not just you, but your associates? Yes. You, you got to get this. Anybody tied into you is going to yes. be impacted by this. As a matter of fact, you may be the only one in your circle of friends that's even saved. Uh -huh. But God can strengthen you so that you will have the ability to impact those that are tied into you. But now here's, here's how I know that it's going to impact you. Can I please speak a word of declaration over your life? I am decreeing over the life of you. Yes, you that's looking at me right now. That's, that's, that's on here, but have not written anything because you don't want anyone to know that you are actually watching this. Uh, I'm prophesying and decreeing over your life right now that by virtue of this meal, Every person that's connected to you is going to be impacted. Amen. Everybody tied into you is going to be impacted. The Amen. blood, whether they want to accept it or not, the blood that you are being covered by now is going to reach and grab them as well. They may be obstinate right now. They may be fighting against the Lord right now. They may be in a backslidden state, but I'm speaking over you, over your family, yes. over your loved ones right now, that by virtue of you tuning in yes. by virtue of you coming on by virtue of you taking this meal is going to impact individuals who are tied into your bloodline tied into your family tied into your relationships your neighbor and it's going to pull them in and they're going to come to you and they're going to tell you i don't know what's happening but nothing seems to be going right for me i don't know what's happening but my getting high doesn't feel the same anymore i don't know what's happening but something's going on with me and that's going to open the door for you to let them know i prayed for you the other night i was taking my communion the other night and when i asked god to let the blood cover my house i loved you so much i pulled you into my house like a family member Amen. and now the blood has arrested you if you believe this come on shout hallelujah Hallelujah! so number one as my time is getting away from me this meal signals a transition did i tell them that Amen. did i tell you that the meal impacts your associates did i tell you that yes uh-huh did i tell you this that i'm getting ready to give you now did i tell you that the meal must be eaten with expectation yes i didn't tell you that You've got to eat this meal with expectation. Here it is. That's okay. number three. You've oh, got okay. to eat okay. this meal with okay. expectation. The, right. the I said, where did he say that? That's, <laughs> that's part of my being excited right there. I, you know, the, the, this meal has got to be eaten with expectation. Come on. Yeah, somebody needs to say that. I have not lost my expectation. Come on. You got, I've lost some money. I've lost a job. I've lost some opportunities, I've lost, but I'm still expecting. Matter Amen. of fact, I'm talking to somebody right now, your baby just kicked. I, your expectation is still there. The, the, Bible, the Bible teaches us in Psalm 62, Psalm 62, it says to us, it's, it makes you have to speak to yourself and tell your own soul to be quiet because it says that my expectation is from God yes. and God alone. Yes. That's where my expectation is from in Psalm 62 verses one and verse five. Amen. Psalm 62, verse 1 and verse 5. Your expectation yes. is from the Lord. Come on. Some trust in chariots. Yes. And others trust in horses. Right. But we will remember the name of the Lord. So my expectation is from the Lord. So you've got to eat this in expectation. How do I know it's expectation? When you get down to verse 11 of Exodus chapter number 12, it says that God told Moses to tell them this. He says, put your belt on your waist. Put your sandals on your feet 
and put your staff in your hand. In other words, when you eat this meal, have everything pulled together, put your belt on, tie everything up, connect the bottom with the top, put your belt around your waist, then watch this, put your shoes on your feet. In other words, in other words, don't be tripping. Your shoes on your feet. Come on, somebody just say, I ain't tripping. I ain't, I ain't tripping. tripping. Put ain't your tripping. shoes on your feet. I, put your shoes on your feet. Then watch what he says. Now put your staff in your hand. Why is that? Steady yourself. Okay. Balance yourself. Okay. Don't fall while you're on your way out. Yeah. I'm telling you, some of you all are coming out of this pandemic and you're coming out of it with expectation. Amen. And you're coming out of it with everything pulled together. Oh yeah, I had some stuff kind of loose before I came in, right. but I tightened some stuff up. I had to pull some things together. I had Amen. to tie some stuff up. I had to get some things together while I was in this shutdown. And I promise you, when I come out, I'm not stumbling. I ain't tripping. I'm not falling. I got my staff in my hand. And that's Amen. a word for somebody. Um, some of you that are starting a business, get your staff together. Get your staff Amen. together. You can't do all of this by yourself. Get your staff together. You're going to have to lean on somebody. You're going to have to depend yes. on somebody. I know that yes. you don't want to delegate no authority yes. because you are afraid of losing, but you're going to have to get your staff in your hand Amen. and lean on somebody when you're on your way out. So I told you that number one, this meal signals um, um, and a transition. Did I tell you all that? Yes. Did I tell you that this meal is also signaling that um, there's going to be a bringing in of all of your associates and your families? Did I say that? Yes. Did I say that yes. it's got to be eaten with expectation? Did yes. I tell you that? Yes. And then did I finally tell you this? Well, no, I didn't finally, but I'm getting ready to yes. tell you. Yes. And it's not even my finally. This meal brings an end to stagnation. Wow. I said, this meal brings an end to stagnation. It says, eat it in Pace. I've got expectation because I'm ending stagnation. He said, eat this meal in haste. In other words, this is not a meal for you to act like, no, I got time. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to eat a little bit of the cracker, drink a little bit of the juice. No, eat it in haste. Why? Because eating it in haste with your belt on and your sandals on and your staff in your hand is your way of saying, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. If I was still down in Louisiana County, Virginia, I'm, I'm too sophisticated now that I'm up in the city. I'll say I'm ready to go because my mother, who is 98 years old, was an English major, graduated summa cum laude. And I don't want to use bad grammar, but somebody from down the South know what I'm getting ready to say when I'm about to do this. I'm fitting to go. That's it. I'm that's fitting it. to go. Yeah. I'm fitting to go right now. I'm fitting yeah. to go. I am fitting to go. That That's because I'm eating this thing in haste. It signifies an end to stagnation. I prophesy over your life right now that by virtue of this meal, by virtue of this meal, for those of you who are listening to me right now, I want you to hear what I'm saying to you. Your stagnation ends tonight. Amen. Your stagnation ends tonight. Amen. What was supposed to be next year is going to happen before this year ends. Amen. Your stagnation ends tonight. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Your stagnation ends tonight. I got to say it one more time. Your stagnation, my stagnation ends tonight. How do I know that? Do you remember in John chapter number 13, verse number 27, John 13, verse number 27. I'm about to mess you all up now as I conclude this, because I've got to go into the taking of this meal. In John chapter 13, verse 27, there was someone that was sitting on one side of Jesus and yes. someone sitting on the other side. The one that loved him had his head on his bosom. All right, all the right. one that was going to show him affection mm -hmm. had his hand in his plate dipping out bread and gravy. Right, right, right. The one that loved him was named John. Right. And right. Jesus committed his mother to him. That's right. That's right. The one that showed affection by kissing him in the garden, but was sitting at the table with his hand in his plate was Judas. And he couldn't trust his money to him. And every man in every woman's life, you got to know that you're going to always be surrounded by either John or Judas. One shows love, one shows affection. All affection ain't love. One you can trust with your mother, the other you can't trust with your money. The thing that breaks so many of you all's hearts right now is that you got affection and thought it was love. Wow. And people gave you affection to make you think that they loved you when all they were trying to do was rob you. Wow. Wow. 
that's what Judas did. But here's the thing, and I'm not even finished the teaching, but I'm done for tonight. Judas was the last piece because the Bible says in John chapter 13, verse 27, it said that Jesus said to Judas, get ready for this, whatever you're going to do, do it quickly. In other words, if you're going to betray me, go on and betray me. Uh -huh. If you're going to lie on me, go on and lie on me. Right. If you're going to steal from me, go on and steal from me. Right. If you're going to stab me in my back, go on and stab me in my back. Whatever you're going to do, why? Do it quickly. You know why? Because this is the last meal I'm going to eat before I go into my destiny. In other words, what you're doing to me is not going to stop me from where I'm going. Amen. When Jesus was in the garden and Peter, James, and John went to sleep, he came back and said to them on two occasions, he says, um, are you still sleeping? By the third time he came back, he said, sleep on, my betrayer is at hand. Wow. You all can sleep. Why? Because your sleeping cannot stop me and your waking cannot help me. And then he says, when Judas comes, watch this. He says to Judas, Judas walks up and kisses him. And he says, do you betray me with a kiss? Listen, y'all, you don't want God to kill everybody in your life. You know why? Some of them have to be like Judas and kiss you into your destiny. Oh it was after he was kissed by Judas yes. that all of his enemies came and took him and took him off to help him fulfill his destiny. What am I saying to you? Judas was the last piece. He was an unwitting destiny helper. Wow. See, whenever we think about destiny helpers, we always think about somebody good, right, somebody helpful. nice. Yeah. They're going to put a word in for me. Have you ever thought that your destiny helper might be the one that betrays you? Your destiny helper might be the one that does something negative because if they didn't do what they did, get ready, get ready, because this is the same thing I was at for character number four in our process, is that it's when you get to the person that is doing something negative, they're going to bring out of you whether you really want what you said you wanted or not. Exactly. You've yeah. got to have a Judas to make you Tell your own self, I still want my destiny. Yeah. And I'm not going to be so emotionally tied into someone until when they do that, I say, oh, heck, I just give up. I'm not even going to try. Don't nobody want to be on my side. No, you've got to use even your Judases. He said, I picked all 12 of you and I picked a devil. I picked you, Judas, knowing that you were going to take my money. I picked you, Judas, knowing you were going to always have your hand in my purse. I picked you, Judas, knowing that you were going to betray me because I needed you to be the one to push me into destiny. I needed you to make me realize that what I was doing was not about everybody liking me. What I was doing was about fulfilling my assignment. And so, beloved, I'm telling you all right now, you've got to have that Joseph mentality. Joseph said it this way in Genesis chapter number 50, verse 20. Genesis chapter number 50, verse 20. He said, you meant it for evil. He was talking to all of his brothers that put him into bondage and everything. He said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. He said, God sent me ahead of you so that I could deliver all of you. You thought that you were getting rid of me, but you were actually sending me into my destiny so that I could help you get out of your misery. Oh my God. If people only knew what they birthed in you by what they did to you, uh, they would have never messed with you. Now, the Bible says that if they had known they were crucifying God, on the cross, then they would have never crucified him. They said that they didn't even know who he was. They had no idea who he was. Just tell somebody right now, you don't even know me. You don't even know me. You don't even know me. You don't know me. You you know what you get from me, but you don't know me. So you needed the person to hate you. You yeah. needed them yeah. to lie on you. Yeah. You need listen, if the job hadn't fired you, you wouldn't have started a business. If the job hadn't treated you bad, you would have never applied for another job. If you had never been abused in this relationship, you would have kept on being in it, apologizing for it, and never moving on with your life. Right. You sometimes had to have a Judas in your life so that you could have the ability, are you ready, to get on with your life. Amen. You had to have a Judas in your life so that you could get on with your life. You know that if people would have just left me alone, I'd still be stuck where I was many, many years ago. 
but the fact that they doubted me, the yes. fact that they said I'd never do it, the fact that they kept on turning against me, the fact they tried to turn my family against me, the fact that they did all of that kept on pushing me. You know why? Because I made up in my mind, like my 98-year-old mama says, I'd be John Brown if I'm gonna let you be right about me. Right. I'd be just, I don't know who John Brown is. My mom would always say that because she wouldn't cuss. My right. mother say, I'd be John Brown if I'm gonna let this be the end of me. Yes. And I'd be John Brown if I'm going to let what you said about me be the definition of me. If you thought that taking that from me was going to end me, if you thought that saying that about my family was going to be that, see, that's what you've got to have on the inside of you, a pit bull tenacity that says, I will not be defeated. Amen. Get your bread and your cup together, beloved. Our time is up. Our time is up. Get your bread and your cup together. Yes. I've got mine. I've got my bread and my cup together. It's the Lord's Supper. Here's what the Bible says. It says, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread. Yes. He blessed it and he broke it. And he said, take and eat all of it. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, when you take this bread into your mouth, because it represents the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you, when you take it, to then pray one little prayer. Say, Father, any sickness or disease in my body, by virtue of this bread, Take it away from me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Amen. and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let's eat together. Amen. Hallelujah. Go and pray that prayer. Father, in the name of Lord Jesus, any sickness or disease in the body of me, in the body of anybody that's watching right now, by virtue of this meal, move any sickness, any disease, your word says in Matthew chapter 15, verse 13, that any plant that you did not plant will be uprooted. Uproot every sickness out of their body. Nahum 1.9 says that a sickness or an affliction will not come back a second time. My Father and my God, whatever they are experiencing now, let them never see it again, never feel it again, never have to go to the doctor for that again. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Everyone say amen. Amen. Likewise, he took the cup. And he said, this is the New Testament in my blood. Mm -hmm. Do this in remembrance of me. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission, eradicating, wiping away of sin. And remember, this is going to cover our house, our neighbor's house, mm -hmm. our associates, our loved ones. So when you take this cup representing the blood of Jesus Christ, I want you to then pray, Father, Everybody tied into me before this year ends, bring them into you. Everybody tied into me before this year ends, bring them into you. I've got nieces and nephews. I've got great nieces and great nephews. I've got, I've got siblings that are on the fringes. We've got to pray now. Everybody tied into me. By virtue of this cup, before the end of this year, yes, bring them into you. We take this cup in the name of the Father Amen. and of his Son Amen. and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's drink together. Father, in the name of Jesus, everybody tied into me. Close relatives, associates, co-workers, colleagues, everybody tied into me, my Father and my God. Before this year ends, Pull them into you. Pull them into you. Pull them into you, my Father and my God. Don't let anybody that's close to me, anybody that I know of, don't let them go to hell. Save them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And amen. Listen, if you were watching this right now and you've been on this teaching this time, can I please tell you that all of this is real. All of it works, but it works for those that belong to him. Maybe you took the bread in the cup and you're saying, but I never made a decision for Jesus. Here's a chance for you to do it now. Maybe you're a preacher. Maybe you are one that was once in church. Maybe you got hurt in church. Maybe you're one that's saying, you know what? I, I've gotten so far away. It's been so long since I've had a communion. I'm at the end of the year and I haven't had one this year. Maybe you need your relationship restored. I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. Josiah and Cole, help me to pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus here, I am. here I am. I surrender tonight. I surrender tonight. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. 
take over my life. Take over my life. I'll be your child. I'll be your child. You be my father. You be my father. And when you return, and when you return, don't leave me behind. Don't leave me behind. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Listen, beloveds, if you prayed that prayer right now, God bless you. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer, please go on my website, www fummd.com www.fummd.com and go where it says connect with us and if you made a decision for the Lord tonight even if you don't have a church home and I pray that you have one but if you don't have one you know that you can be connected with me no matter where you are Amen. you can be I see my family from Indonesia from, from I see my family from Nigeria on here I see my family from Australia wherever you are if you don't have a ministry you can be connected with me by going to that website where it says connect with us and see where it says that little prayer that we prayed to give your life to the Lord and you sign that. And I promise you, I'll be praying for you. I'll be covering you. You'll get a letter from our ministry letting us know that you came with us and then we're connecting with you as well. Amen. Now, as I get ready to go off, if you are a member of a ministry of a church, be committed. I am not taking the place of your pastor, your church, your ministry. I pray that I am coming, walking alongside of, let you know the Holy Ghost is called the paracletos. That means he walks alongside. So I pray that I'm walking alongside with your ministry uh, and, and I'm helping your pastor to do what they are doing. But if you don't have a church home, um, I, I want to invite you to come and be a part of this one. I would love to cover you. Amen. I would love to pray for you. I would love to speak into your life. If you are a member of a ministry, would you please be committed to that ministry? Let your man of God, your woman of God know that you are committed. How can I do that? We're not meeting right now. You can let them know that by going on their Facebook page, going on their social media page. Let them know I'm recommitting myself to you, man of God, woman of God. And if you have a church home, would you please be faithful in sowing your tithe and your offering? You don't want to get all of this good teaching and then be cursed at a curse or cursed with a curse because you've robbed God. Please give your tithe and your offering to your home ministry, to the ones that feed you, cover you, and take care of you. And if you don't have a ministry, I would love for you to sow into this ministry. You can sow your tithe and your offering into this ministry. If you are on Cash App, you can go to the dollar sign, Faith United 7905. Faith United 7905. And you can give your tithe and or your offering there. Or maybe you say, Brother Sturdivant, I'm not that social media savvy. How can I do something with my credit card? Go to our website, www.fummd.com and then go to Givelify. And you can give your um, offering or your tithe by way of your credit card there. It is a protected site so that you don't have to worry about your credit card information or anything like that. Go to Give the Five. It will be taken care of. And if you'd like to be a blessing to co-pastor that you heard her on the other side going in with me, then just go on Cash App to her sign, which is the dollar sign and then her name. Pamela Sturdivant. That's it. P-A-M-E-L-A -E Sturdivant on Cash App. And if you'd like to be a blessing to me, and I pray that I've been a blessing to you. Amen. If you would like to be a blessing to me, would you please go to my Cash App? It will be the dollar sign, capital Amen. D, lowercase r, capital J, capital Amen. E, capital S. And if you would like to share with me by way of PayPal, just go on PayPal me. And mine is um, capital J, capital E, capital S Sturdivant. Senior. Make sure you put that SR on the end because there are a lot of James Sturdivant's out there. So please do that. I love you. I appreciate you. Now, listen, if you have need or know of anyone that has a need, this coming Sunday from 2 until 4 o'clock, this yes. coming Sunday from 2 to 4 o'clock at our facility, 7905 Fernham Lane in District Heights, Maryland, we are giving away boxes of groceries. Not the little flimsy things pre-packed or anything like that. We are partnered with Wise, Target, Giant, all these moms and shoppers is coming up now. And we have food that we are putting together. If you would like to get a free box, would you please just um, come by on Sunday between two and four o'clock. We'd be happy to load those boxes into your car. You don't have to get out. We'll take care of that for you. If you know of someone, please come and get one for them so that they can be blessed. And listen, if you would like to sow into our outreach, Brother Sturdivant, I hear you announcing that all of the time. I, I'm not able to come out there and get a box and I'm blessed, but I would like to be a blessing to your outreach ministry. What do I have to do? You can go to that same Give the Five on our website and give a seed, but just hashtag it outreach. Hashtag it outreach. If you are on Cash App, just go to my wife's page, Pamela 
Sturdivant on Cash App, or you can come to mine yeah. on Cash App and just hashtag outreach. We'll make sure that it goes for outreach. I love you so much. I enjoy teaching this tonight and I've not run out of time. I, 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 I'm just going to stop. You know, I've never really finished a sermon. I just stopped right. sermons, you know, yeah. but come back on um, Sunday at 10 a.m. I've got some more stuff I want to share with you. We'll be back to talking about naming character four, the one that's the bridge. It's going to really do something to blow your mind. I love you. Amen. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your support. You. I love you, love you, love you. Thank you, Copasa, for being in. Thank you, Janice, for making sure that we got everything taken care of with all of our glitches. You'll get the message. Avoid the glitches. So until Amen. next time, I love you. Be blessed is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.